Welcome to the Leap to Lead podcast. I'm Emily Rogers and I am your host. I'm here to support you to take the leap and lead your life where you want to be. Are you ready to take that leap? Let's get in and hear today's episode. Hey everyone, thank you for joining us. Uh, I'm so excited to be here with Natasha from Theatre for Kids and presenting our top tips for you to be able to create and collaborate with your family. And we actually started by um, thinking about it as three C's. We want you to create, collaborate, and the other one was connect. (laughs) I had a mental blank. So the three C's, create, collaborate, and connect. And Natasha and I were, were chatting away um, after meeting on social media and we had so many amazing insights to share. So that's how we came up with these top tips because when we were talking, we had lots of shared values and shared visions for what we wanted for our kids. And that's why we put this together. So thank you, Natasha. Thank you, Emily, for inviting me to your channel and giving me an opportunity to speak about something I'm so very passionate about. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Natasha Reiki. I'm a drama educator. I teach at international schools in Amsterdam, and I also run my own virtual drama sessions online under my brand Theatre for Kids. So today we're here to present a quick um, sort of a have a quick conversation with you about ways you can get creative with your family and collaborate and really build those strong and deep and meaningful connections. So what we're going to cover is um, the ideas that we've shared and then um, basically we've got a really cool download for you to remind you of what we cover today. So if you um, have a look in the notes where you got the link to this video, you'll find the free download that you can um, access as well. And we both printed it off and put it on our fridges because uh, there's some really cool tips that we're sharing today. So as Natasha said, uh, she's with Theatre for Kids and I'm Emily with Expat Parenting Abroad. And we're really excited to be doing this for you today. Right, so how do you get creative and as a family and really have a positive impact? I think it's uh, fair to say that if you are a creative family um, and you bond together, you, it is going to have a very positive impact on your collaborative mental health. And quick tips that I would like to share with you today are ways to get creative. Create that space in your home. It's really important um, as a family to decide what's the safe space, what's the space that you think you're okay to let go of, where your kids can have a bit of fun and you know to really explore um, their creative imagination. And I think it's not just the space, but what you really put in the space that is so very important. Something that we've tried during the lockdown that's been super fun is creating this mystery box or mystery space. And really all that it is is um, a placeholder for household items, safe household items, uh, some recycled clothes and toys, and kids just go into pretend play for hours, and it's it's great imaginative play at play, literally. So that's um, that's the first thing that I would like to say. It's really easy to do um, in your own home. Modeling creativity and role play. I think it's so important for your family to see how you infuse over a creative project. You know, if you enjoy gardening or if you just enjoy painting. Sometimes I get my boys to just join me when I'm doodling and complete the drawing together. It's just as simple as that. 
Or other times I would just, you know, say, for me, I'm a drama and theater person. So I'd pick up a book and say, let's read it in a funny and different voice and, you know, get them going uh, if it's story time at bedtime, just to keep it fun, light, and quite entertaining. Um, and, you know, if you feel you don't have a single creative muscle in your body, and if you feel that way, sometimes all of us can feel that way, it's very normal, um, then just incorporate creativity into your everyday life experiences. Think about that drive to the supermarket. It doesn't have to be the road, it's the river. It doesn't have to be the car, it's the boat. You know, just get imaginative in your everyday life experiences. And I'd like to really stress here that being creative isn't about the paint box, it's also about the kitchen. And a quick example from my own experience with the family has been during the lockdown again, when we decided that we're gonna have flavors of the world, you know, night every weeknight. And what we did was create the schedule of interesting recipes, together and we're no chefs or master chefs but it was super fun just having these different cuisines and then pairing it with music and just thinking like we had traveled the whole world in our living room which was so much fun so just want to say to you that you, you want to keep it really simple um, not stress about trying to be creative it's really part and parcel of your everyday life experiences I'm sure Emily you'll agree with me that we don't need to overthink it I'm nodding away and I am one of those people who's not amazingly creative but I have to say we have had we've gone into lockdown again in Auckland uh, recently we just came out a couple of weeks ago but we've had so much fun with the simple games that you forget about um, charades you know yeah. the kids making up their own um, little box of things to pull out and then they have to act it out so we were cutting out magazine pictures and we were printing things off the internet or they were drawing them and then we do charades and then we took that box and we um, did Pictionary as a family and we had huge amounts of fun and challenges and we team up and play against each other and who's won how many times you don't have to worry about being creative as Natasha said you don't have to overthink it go back to some of the the fun things that you remember from when you were a kid and share those with your kids um, one thing the girls like doing I've got two little girls eight and ten and one thing they like doing is the three of us will lay in a in a circle on the ground with our heads together and we take it in turns telling a sentence from a story or making up a story or um, and it gets a bit wild sometimes. And if daddy's involved, there's all sorts of things happening. <laughs> but that can be really fun as well. So you don't have to be naturally creative. You don't have to put pressure on yourself. The other day I was trying to make masks because it's mandatory now here. And <laughs> I had the sewing machine out. So I showed our youngest um, how to use it. And then the next morning while she was waiting for her breakfast, she actually made something for her teacher. So you don't have to overthink it. You just let it be open and have be free with it. As Natasha said, just be free and don't overthink it. Absolutely. I can't agree more. I mean, the one word stories are super fun dinner table uh, conversation, quite literally. And, you know, we, we get our own stories, but everybody completing the sentence around the table, uh, something that we've documented. Also, another quick tip is if you've got all those holiday photos on your phone, and we love taking pictures these days, I mean, it's the easiest way to share our experiences together, then consider making a cute little family video together. I mean, this there's so many resources literally in our own homes. It's a wealth of resources available to us. So I think just exploring what you have um, can help you be creative in a very simple, easy and effective way. I love it. Simple, easy and effective. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so how do you collaborate? I mean, it, it's, it's a question that always comes to me with people saying, okay, so I'm, I need to get creative, but how do I do it? And the how do you do it is, is really, again, very easy. And really, I want to offer you some practical, easy ways to do it, simplify your life. So follow your lead and follow their lead. Sometimes you've got kids keep coming up with great ideas. And I have to say that's because they don't put boundaries around what, they, what they're thinking of. And other times, you know, you're coming up with a cue. So just, you know, as a picture suggests, if you, if you feel like dancing, just go out there in the living room and give it a go. You don't have to really plan it. Well, you do as, as we move along, I will talk a little bit more about that. But at the first instance, it's just about getting started and finding your boundaries. I think some people are a little uncomfortable about a messy home, about you know personal space, not wanting to delve too much into that. So really, do it joyfully or don't do it at all is what I would say. And I and when I say that, you know, find what works for you. There isn't any right or wrong with being creative and collaborative in your family and focusing on the process and not the outcome is so important. Often we just get trapped, you know, with all these high expectations that we need to honestly let go of. Just have fun, enjoy, you know, the show, enjoy the ride. Um, and when I say plan and persist, I mean that sometimes it's, it's easy for children to lose focus. You know, they start out doing something, especially young children. I see that with my boys. It's nice to sort of get involved. So ask the questions. For instance, I would say if they're writing a story, I'd say, so what happens next? You know, why did you think about the ending this way? To try to encourage them to keep going. Now, if you have teenage children, it can be a little bit different because they don't necessar necessarily want to come up to you and get creative with you. So maybe you start off the process. And if it's guilt-free, it's not obligatory, they often will tend to join in. So, you know, make it uh, smooth, make, keep it simple, keep it easy. Allow your kids to really come up with the ideas, as you said. It's interesting that how even a three-year-old can come up with a problem-solving solution to a very difficult situation, seemingly difficult situation. So I think encouraging those problem-solving skills, allowing them to persist at something, allows you as a family to collaborate instead of giving up and saying, this is too difficult. I don't know, Emily, if you if you agree with me, but I think it's... Like, again, uh, I'm nodding away. <laughs> the of my head's going to nod off. But no, absolutely. And certainly, you know, if I think of our own experience, then it's the opportunity for the kids to actually get involved. And when you think, when I think collaboration, I think about the home and how we come together and create that team. Um, again, the eight and 10, so they're a little bit older now, but even when they were younger, um, and, you know, even probably from four and six, they've been getting really involved in the household chores. You know, if they don't want to do it today, then let them do it tomorrow. It doesn't have to be on your time frame either. But when you're collaborating and you're finding ways for everyone to have their own um, contribution to the home, then that reward cycle uh, really does kick in for the family and for everyone involved. Uh, my two love cleaning toilets. Ha ha. So <laughs> we can have a lot of fun in our house um, with the toilet brush and the toilet cleaner around the toilet, of course, but there's an argument over who gets to do it. And we now have to take it in turns and remember who did it last. Um, if uh, one, of, one of the girls, the, uh, Miss J is older, if she wants to help me in the kitchen, but Madame S doesn't want to, then uh, Madame S will make the playlist and we'll be dancing while we're cooking in the kitchen. So there's ways you can do it without forcing them to do it as well. So I guess it's around that following their lead, following where they're at and not 
imposing your own expectations too much. And this is where I really struggle because I like things my own way. Um, <laughs> but allowing it to be a bit freer for us has created such a more relaxed and um, more collaborative, of course, but that makes therefore a more joyful home environment as well. And that's been really important, especially this past year, but um, yeah, ongoing as well. So I absolutely agree with what you've been saying, Natasha. And just one thing I would like to add here is about being your own art. And I don't mean to sound, you know, um, very difficult about that, but it's as simple as, as you said, uh, Emily, you know, a cleanup act can be turned into a scavenger hunt. And, you know, you can really find all those little things around the house and create your own maker space. Um, something that we did uh, a lot during the lockdown was using uh, a lot of the you know, uh, re recycling, I would say a lot of things around the house. So we had um, empty cereal boxes that we turned into puppet theater, mobile puppet theater. I had my hand washing gloves and we turned those into finger puppets. So it's really thinking about what is easy, what's out there and, you know, grasping the moment and making the most of that moment um, and creating a creative memory for yourself. So it's, it's, you know, it is about collaborating, as you said, following leads um, and, and, you know, making the most of the moment at the time. Absolutely. And actually, um, yeah, chalk. How simple is chalk to have in an outdoor environment? Uh, we were lucky to have a quiet street and, and the neighbours are, are getting involved with what the kids are drawing with chalk on the street. So you can collaborate more than just with your family as well. But just, yeah, relax and enjoy it, I think, is, is the key for me. I keep telling myself. <laughs> <laughs> So connections, I think creativity, well, literally at the heart of creativity sits these strong connections, either with yourself or with people around you. And it's fair to say that creative connections really bind us together. They create a bunch of, a feeling of shared experiences um, and, and joint learning opportunities. I think what we do as a family that really works well for us is goal setting. So we say, you know, our goal for this week, we just pick one creative project, even if it's the scavenger hunt, if it's something that we want to play together, come up with dictionary charades, or, you know, we create that one word story. It's just about creating that shared experience and goal setting for the week. So keeping it simple. Um, fair to say that technology has helped out, particularly in our current times, uh, you know, bridging those social distances. And as you said, Emily, rightly so, also allowing connections with the broader network of family and friends. So I'm thinking going back to the happy hours that I spent on Zoom uh, with uh, gaming challenges with my extended family uh, in other parts of the world that's been so very fruitful uh, at moments like these where you know one tends to crave creative connections. Um, and creative fun really opens lines of communication. I can't stress this enough, particularly in the context of teenagers. You know, often people will be more communicative, particularly children, if they're a bit distracted and they don't feel the pressure of the conversation. So sometimes they're gonna open up if they're playing a game with you and you'll pick up these little nuggets of information that can be so insightful. Um, and I think at the end of it, we really wanna take a deep breath, relax, refresh, <laughs> and tune into, the, tune into our own energies. And I think these creative connections help us to slow down. As a mother, I often have my five-year-old looking me in the face and wanting all those answers. And I think it's so gratifying for me as a parent, I'm saying this, when I can really mess up together with my child and he can see that I don't have answers to everything. And I do have a lifelong skill that I wanna give him, which is never stop being curious, never stop trying, never stop making those mistakes because that's how you learn. So there's such a lot that you can kind of give to your family in terms of 
life skills and values by just being creative that it's wow it's a whole um, beautiful game and once you get involved uh, and connect uh, it's very very fruitful and rewarding no absolutely but in saying that we've also gone a little bit old school uh, with the lockdown and where yeah. the kids have made beautiful coloring in or a beautiful drawing or a little painting we're then sticking it on card and making it into a postcard and taking and sending it to the grandparents who are overseas so it, the virtual spaces have been really good for connecting but going back old school as well there's so much value in that as well but i think the key for me it, with the connection piece is just stopping and being together and you know my, my girls love nothing more than snuggling up on the couch together and just the music's on just chatting or even if we don't talk at all the music's on and we just sit there on the couch together and snuggle up we're in winter at the moment so there's often a blanket involved um but you know those moments are so precious and so wonderful and i've learned so much more about them and their friendships in the past few months then I think I probably would have had the opportunity to, um, you know, moving countries at the end of last year and being flat out trying to get everything organised with my business and everything else. I think I would have continued on that treadmill if we hadn't have been forced to stop. And I really, really enjoyed stopping. And whether we're planting the strawberry plants out and then we're talking about the flowers and how the shapes are forming the strawberry or today it was actually the peas are starting to get ready for picking. So that was lovely, but showing the shape of the flower and how, and then, you know, that reminds me, mummy, this happened. The conversations just flow once you are connected. And so where you can find the time, just do it, just stop and connect and hugging. There's so much power in that physical contact. Yes, absolutely. I think it's, um, you know, and I think we're, by being creative as a family, we're teaching our children beautiful things. I mean, how to appreciate beauty around them, diversity, problem solving skills. It's an endless list of uh, things that we would struggle with everyday life if we, you know, we're just trying to speak it out or say it out. This is practical, real life learning in, in, our, in action. And it's, it's so beneficial. I can't stress it enough. No, absolutely. So thank you, Natasha. Thank you so much for your amazing insights. You've got so such a wealth of experience in this space and, and I love talking to you about it. So I'm so pleased that we're able to record this video and share it with everyone else as well because I love the tips that you have for us. Thank you, Emily. It's been a pleasure and a privilege um, to also have this conversation with you and reach out to a wider audience. Um, I'm, I'm also a parent, I'm also learning every day and I'm also trying to get creative. Um, but I just wanna stress that it, it is not something that is difficult. It might feel different, but once you get out there, uh, there's a whole world of possibilities waiting for you and your family to explore. Thank you. And don't forget to download your top tips and put it on your fridge. I know I have and the girls asked me about it and it's something, another point of contact, a conversation and connection and contact for us. So download your top tips and feel free to share this with your friends. Um, the more we can share, the, the, the better we all are as parents and families. Thank you, Natasha. Thanks, Emily.